The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Couple of tips for a successful barbecue. Rip fest baby. Do not use a lot of charcoal. Rip fest baby. Use as much wood as you can. Rip fest baby. I'm not driving 800 miles to find some mesquite. I'm not buying little packets of mesquite just to cook with. A truckload. Right, I'll talk to you later. A truckload. Well, and with your mesquite and your smoked whatever, you better have cheese. Because you're from Wisconsin. You don't have cheese, then. Forget it. Tell people you're from Iowa or Indiana or somewhere else. Not. Especially if my uh, Cooley Region Cooks guest is in the audience someplace because she'll come after you. <laughs> Julia Nunez is Alice in Dairyland. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How the heck are you? Doing well. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Been busy. I was just going to say, and your feet seem to have recovered from running all over the place for 15 days at the Wisconsin State Fair. Wow. Yes, it was a, it was a busy week and a half, 11 days, and it was wild. Ate a lot of food, so here we are talking about food again. But I had a lot of fun at the Wisconsin State Fair. Uh, it was just so nice to be there and to be with people, and everyone was just so happy to get out since we weren't able to have the state fair last year. Yeah, that's it's really fun to be able to. What was your favorite food Ooh. at the Wisconsin State Fair? That's a tough question. So I actually exhibited at the Wisconsin State Fair for eight years as a junior dairy exhibitor. Really? So I kind of knew what I wanted when I got there. And my family has our favorite booth at the fair, <laughs> and they are the cinnamon roll stand. Oh. And they have these giant cinnamon Great, rolls. Huge, yeah. And they're the, they're, the, they're the best. So I always have to go there. Your cinnamon roll was your fave. <laughs> uh, do you, does, uh, I don't know, the Minnesota Alice come to Wisconsin, and do you go to the Minnesota State Fair? Do you guys share? So I tried to get the Minnesota um, Dairy Princess, her name, or Princess Kay of the Milky Way is what she's called. But she wasn't able to come because oh. they were, they're preparing for their fair. But sure, we'll sure. see because I'm based on requests. So if someone wants to request me to come to the Minnesota State Fair, I'd love to go because I went to school. All right. Well, school. anybody that's listening right now <laughs> that has uh, connections with the Minnesota State Fair, you should get in touch with uh, Julia because she would come if you asked. You went to the University of Minnesota? Yes. So yeah. we... I was in the Gopher Dairy Club, and some of our responsibilities were working the milkshake stand at the Minnesota State Fair. Awesome. So maybe I'll have them see if they want Alice to work a shift at the fair. Zanzibar dark chocolate ice cream with uh, uh, Kitty Kitty Bang Bang, which is raspberry cheesecake ice cream mixed together in a milkshake. That sounds absolutely ridiculous. It is so <laughs> Good. Dark chocolate and raspberries, a great combination. Cheesecake just just is just plain delicious. And the Zanzibar, dark, it's dark chocolate ice cream with dark chocolate chunks of fudge and dark chocolate everything and mix it with a little cheesecake. And, oh, man, that's my favorite milkshake. My favorite. So uh, 
other than running all over the place at the Wisconsin State Fair and not having to work the milkshake booth, <laughs> what were you talking about with people that came up and said, hey, you're Alice? Yeah, so every day at the Wisconsin State Fair, I would do a milking demonstration, a, a dairy cow milking demonstration at yep. the milking parlor. Did you do that at home? Yes. You, you had knowledge of how to milk a cow because that's what you did as a kid Yes. at your house, your so, farm, right? So this wasn't a new process for me, okay. but it was new for me understanding how to explain it to everyone. Ah. I, I've always known what to do. Oh, you clean them now, you spray them with this now, and you do all these steps. But In order it, of, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit of a process. Yeah, help to, yourself. <laughs> to Cheese dip. used to explaining the different steps. And by the way, there's bigger bowls below. I know. Alice doesn't understand that radio people and little bulls don't, uh, you know, they're not the same. So there was, a, there was a lot of fun at the Wisconsin State Fair. I did the daily milking demonstration. I had a story time every day for little kids. Oh, cool. Um, what but, kind of stories does Alice in Dairyland tell little kids at the State Fair? So I read a story about all the different things that we grow in Wisconsin, oh. and it has to do with the colors of the rainbow. So really? red, we talked about apples and potatoes, and blue or orange, we talked about pumpkins and fall leaves and all the different colors. So Awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. I'll bet it was a blast. How many people watch you milk a cow, and how much milk did you have to put in that bucket before you were done? So we so we milked cows with milking machines. I didn't milk them by hand. Oh, you didn't do it by hand? No, no. Oh. This is a this is a a modern demonstration. Okay. This is, here's what happens on a dairy farm every day okay, here in okay. Wisconsin. And here's how you hook it up. And then we would talk about the life of a cow, how, what they do every day, how many times they get milked. This cow gave 40 pounds of milk just now in the 10 minutes that we've been sitting here. Really? Yeah. So How many gallons is 40 pounds of milk? So it's about a, eight, gal- or eight pounds is one gallon. Okay. So, so that's a pretty good bucket. <laughs> yeah. You got to swap out those buckets while she's milking like so crazy. So on, um, on average, cows give about 90 pounds of milk a day. Do they? So okay. about eight to 10 gallons. So you were swapping out Bessie's for Susie and uh, all kinds of cows taking their turn in your booth. Yep. Do they like that better than being, you know, being on display in your booth? Is that more fun, more comfortable, more shade, more more private attention than back in the barn with all the other cows and having to um, not be special? Do they I don't know. You think they notice? I th- oh, I think they notice. Yeah. I think that when cows come to the Wisconsin State Fair, it can be can be fun for them. They kind of get pampered, but also can be a little bit stressful because, you know, their routines change up. All of a sure. sudden there's 200 people watching you. Yeah, well, you have performance smell. anxiety sometimes. Yeah. I can't, I can't. Just a change in routine. And sure. I think sometimes routine, especially for animals and cows, is good because they get used to certain things. Do you have to bring, your, when you were exhibiting back when you were a kid, do you have to bring your animals to the state fair a couple of days early so that they calm down and get used to the new routine for the next 10 days? Yeah, so usually... The fair starts on Thursday, and we bring our cows in on Wednesday. Oh, so just they, a day. It yep. only takes a day. A, a, a day. And sometimes yeah. they are stressed, and some cows do maybe get a little under the weather after arriving at the state fair. So that's why when you go to the fair or your county fair, the kids there who are exhibiting their animals might say, oh, please don't touch my animals. Or please, please be quiet when you're walking through the barns because my cow will get stressed out. Or we don't want 
200 people rubbing their hands all over the face of our baby calves. And people sometimes get a little bit offended or surprised by that. I'm like, I'm not here to be your personal petting zoo. I'm here to... I'm here to win some awards. Yeah, I'm here to exhibit my animals and have an experience for myself. If you want to pet animals, there is a petting There's, zoo. I was <laughs> just going to say, the petting zoo is right across the aisle <laughs> yeah. for lots of animals over there that want, love, crave mm-hmm. your petting. But my cow, uh, you know, <clears throat> not so much. Mm-hmm. Or even some some animals don't like to be pet and they could, like, kick at you oh, or yeah, sneeze on you. You're petting the wrong end. If, yeah. the, if, the, if your cow is <laughs> kicking you, you're petting the wrong end of the cow. I got so, that figured out right away. Not that I don't want people to come in the barns. I love that. I love when people come in, ask questions, because that's another reason why we're at the fair is to sure. answer people's questions and sure. share what we do. So that's just my experience at the Wisconsin State Fair. Uh, well, and see, the radio people, they're going to get big bowls. <laughs> Big bowls. I need a lot of this. This smells, it looks delicious. Fritos. I love Fritos. They're going to get big bowls. Uh, uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, that, well, when the animals, you bring the animals and they sort of get used to the new routine, not petting, do uh, farm animals react the same way that your dog, you know, a, a proper dog etiquette is to ask the owner or the one in control, may I pet your dog? Because sometimes the answer is, oh, no, no, the dog is working. Mm-hmm. right now and you can't pet the dog uh, because the dog is sniffing out drugs or this is my brother and he's blind and so please don't pet the dog because uh, is there the same kind of farm animal etiquette I w- or should there I be? wish yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think that that would be awesome like you don't touch someone's baby without asking them and I think <laughs> I think with cows it's just they're so big and people don't necessarily think about that so Oh, yeah. Maybe you're walking your cow to the show ring. I don't want to stop and have 100 people pet her right then because she's focused and she might get, I don't know. And cows do have different personalities. Sometimes oh, sure. they are scared of people or if you have a funky hat on, they might not like it or some reason. Right. But. Well, and if you're petting them in the middle of their back. I, when I was a kid, I worked, I uh, had a summer job for a couple of years at a, a, a country club that had horses. They did they did horse shows, jumping and so forth, and uh, th- those there were signs all over the place: "Do not pet the horses," because people would reach in through the fence and try to, you know, pet the horse in the middle. Mostly, I think what they were trying to do is feel. What does a horse feel like? And so they'd reach in and touch that horse on the belly, and some of the horses would freak. And now they're jumping all over and acting like crazy. And it was just me innocently with my. Th- Three out of my five fingers trying to touch the horse's belly. Bad, bad, bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's just more of a, you, just, you should just ask. Just ask. Before you touch something that's not yours, sure. I think that that's a good way to think yeah. about it. Like you said, dogs, just because yeah, I wouldn't want, say if someone, because we've had people just walk right into where the cows are laying, like into oh. their pen. Oh, really? And just like walk right in and pet them. It's like, this is, no, no, no. Like, I first of all, Please ask. Second of all, I don't want you to get hurt. Like, cows are big. They can get spooked. They can jump. They can kick. Right. You wake this cow up, he's likely to say, who are you? He, yeah, and she jump might, up. She and might sh- get surprised. Nine out of yeah. ten times, it'll be completely fine. But I'd rather be safe than sorry. Oh, I'd baby. rather go in there with you and have you pet her and then come back out with me just because that's a little bit more safe. Sure. Not that cows are dangerous. They're not dangerous. But just more, I'd rather err on the side of caution. Most of the time, it is really interesting to me when I hear uh, national news stories 
uh, promoting the Wisconsin State Fair or statewide news stories promoting the Wisconsin State Fair. And the focus is often on the animals and the entertainment. The Minnesota State Fair uh, starts this week or next week pretty soon because I've heard a couple of national stories about the Minnesota State Fair. And the focus was entirely on food, food on a stick in particular. So, you know, does it bother you that the minute that the Wisconsin State Fair doesn't have the same kind of of uh, national publicity about what else is going on besides, you know, somebody on stage, some country star being on stage? Um, That's a good question. And I think that what attracts people to the fair is those those entertainment opportunities. But hopefully when they do come to the fair and that's one of my that's what I every at the fair, I would travel around and speak to people and I'd say, hey go up to those agriculture barns because that's the reason we have a fair. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the fair started as a way to showcase agriculture and the work that our farmers the do. The singers on stage are later, but the reason we're here is mm-hmm. the FFA kids or, right. uh, you know, the animals that are being showcased. Right. The fair didn't start out as fried food and rides <laughs> that fling you around. It started no. as an agriculture exhibit. Right. And... Uh, I say get and future farmers. People, yeah. people now are more than ever are concerned about where their food comes from or don't know. They want to know the farmers. They want to know what's going on behind the scenes. And this is the place for you to kind of build that connection, meet those farmers, ask those questions that you have been wanting to ask. And because a lot of them are kids, but also there's adults there that can answer your questions and talk about, oh, Here's my cows. Here's what I did at home to take care of them, to bring them here to the fair. And it's just a, a great place to learn and connect with agriculture. Right. Well, and I, how many people do you suppose are surprised at the whole process? Uh, I've, I've watched people that have, that have never in their lives seen a live cow standing next to a live baby cow and made the connection, Mom kid i don't know if it was a boy or a girl but uh, you know a baby cow and a mom cow mm-hmm. standing next to each other and watching a group of kids who have never ever seen a live actual stinky wow this is smelly cow mm-hmm. and how you get from there's the cow and there's the baby to did you have milk on your cereal this morning or you know did you eat a piece of cheese on your burger those kind of connections and when you hear people i'm here to exhibit my cow or my goat or my sheep or my whatever and i've heard people say what's the big deal you throw a leash on him you take him out into the center of that ring you let people look at him and he's pretty and he's black all over or he's black and brown all over and and you take him out and they weigh him and you win because your cow's heavier than the other cow so so completely off base with what that child has been doing with that cow who now weighs you know over a thousand pounds but started as a little baby cow when they were there seeing it being born a couple of years ago. Yeah, there's a lot happening. And and what you said about connecting people. So during those milking demonstrations at the end, everyone gets string cheese. Ah. And I'm like, this is, so you just watched how it's made. You just watched the animals that produce it. And now you get to enjoy a finished product. So hopefully now when people go to the grocery store or walk through a certain part of the fairgrounds, hopefully they're making that connection like, oh, this is connected to agriculture. And this is where this is where these products come from, is here. And that's the unique part about the fair is that there's lots of places where you can kind of see the beginning and also right. enjoy the, the end product. And maybe I, I'm, I'm disappointed that Wisconsin Dairy Laws don't allow you to have a taste of that product before in the middle. 
Here it is in the cow. Here it is out of the cow. Here it is string cheese. Mm-hmm. But in Wisconsin, you can't taste that milk. I didn't realize that that was because I lived in Kansas a million years ago. And in Kansas, you could buy milk right out of that big steel container. And I thought, well, it's homogenized. They're just waiting to send it off to make cheese. And then somebody said, oh, yeah, that's that's still raw milk, Mike. It's It's been homogenized so that it won't separate so much. But uh, uh, here in Kansas, you can do that. In Wisconsin, where you're going to move in 30 years, you won't be able to do that. <laughs> and it, it's amazing to me that in the state that's famous for milk and cheese, you can't you can't uh, taste that milk in all stages. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's also just a rather safe than sorry. Probably nine out of ten people would be just fine, but there are some yeah. people who the the natural bacteria in that milk they might react badly to. Well, it. and I get that, mm-hmm. uh, but you know that's the same sort of thing with. You know, I don't want to, my body, my choice, get the vaccine. Whatever it is, you might have a reaction to it, but you're 30 years old. You know you're going to have a reaction because you learned it way back when you were five Mm -hmm. and you went to the state fair with your older brother and sister and they said, here, have a a sip of this milk. It's delicious. Sip, sip, feeling sick. Never do that again. You figure that out. As an adult, you, I'm I'm just, you know, that's just my, my disappointment that Wisconsin dairy laws. Uh, are in place to protect people who are too stupid to figure it out for themselves or that the government thinks. You just don't know. You might get sick, and so we're going to protect you, even though you probably won't get sick. <laughs> hey, well, you did you did you memorize that recipe? So, yes. Because it's different than my cheese dip, and it's really tasty. And so let me take care of a little business, come back and share uh, Alice in Dairyland's cheese dip recipe uh, when we come back. Oh, well. My turn, my turn. Holy Region Cooks. I was trying to swallow so you couldn't <laughs> think. <laughs> hey, as the minute he turns his mo- microphone off, he just starts to eat. <laughs> well, in this case, on Thursdays between 10 and 11, I try not to get in trouble with my mom, even though she's watching from heaven. Somehow she would impact my life if she watched me talk with my mouth full of food (laughs) yeah good thing my mom's not here too all right (laughs) my mom is always here and always tapping me my mom and my dad goes with me to the grocery store my mom goes with me whenever it's tennis or manners my mom hammered me with manners elbows off the table don't talk with your mouth full all the rest of that stuff so i have to be really careful because i know that later on something will happen to me And that will be mom saying, hey, when you stubbed your toe, yeah, I told you, don't talk on that radio program with your mouth full of cheese dip, Mike. (laughs) How's your toe feel now? Sorry, mom, sorry. All right, so let's make cheesy. No, the green is onions, not peas. Might as well just narc myself. (laughs) I thought, ah, you know, I don't even like peas, but uh, that's really good in this this cheese dip. Mike, those aren't even... Peas, green <laughs> onions. Well, uh, no wonder I like it so much. I love green onions. Yeah, so I <laughs> today I brought this um, cheesy corn dip or fiesta corn dip, and it's made with, I made it with canned fiesta corn, green onions, cheddar cheese, and a little bit of mayonnaise. So that's that's all it is, a little bit of salt and pepper to taste. So it's super easy. Wow. And um, 
you can make it this summer with fresh sweet corn. I know that there's a lot of little mm. farmer's market stands that are open, so you could make it yourself. I know I said I used canned Fiesta corn, but you can make that yourself using fresh sweet corn, a little bit of green and red peppers. Um, make it kind of how you like it. Add some spices. But it's super easy. This is one of my family's favorite recipes. We like to make it when we're having company over because it's a crowd favorite, and I eat it with. Fritos scoops because then you can scoop it all up and enjoy all all of it. Oh, and then did I say shredded cheese? Yes. To make it pretty on top. To make it pretty and mix it in because everyone loves cheese. So that was mayonnaise, green onions, fiesta corn, and then cheddar cheese. Mix it all up and there you go. And Put it in the fridge. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Super do, tasty. What do you when you run out of Fritos? I'm just I'm about to. Are you out of Fritos over there? No, no, no. No, no. No, I'm not. But I I can already picture, oh, man, there isn't enough dip left to put it out for public consumption. There's too much dip left to throw it away. And I don't have any Fritos. What am I going to do? In my case, I would put it on a sandwich instead of a slice. You could put it on a sandwich. You could yeah. put it in a burrito. You could. Oh, oh even better. You know, mm-hmm. Roll it up in a burrito. Then cook it. Oh, yeah. See, that <laughs> the cheese dip. Yeah, roll that burrito up, put it in the oven, a little little queso cheese, and oh, baby. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I mentioned, the best part of it would be using the fresh ingredients that we have. Wisconsin is number three in sweet corn production, so I'm sure you can find a lot of it in your oh, neck of the woods or at absolutely. a farmer's market. So go visit there, and then all the fresh produce. I know... This isn't in the recipe, but green beans we also grow a lot of. So highly recommend getting some fresh produce, fresh vegetables at your local farmer's market. Right. Well, when you said Fiesta corn, I'm immediately thinking, oh, I've had Southwest Fiesta corn with green peppers and red peppers and corn and black beans. Mm-hmm. You could mix it up, add that in there instead. Now you're talking some uh, some olives, ripe ones or green ones and My mouth is starting to water. Good thing I got to take a quick break. Check in with the guys in the newsroom. We'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooks with Julia Nunez, who is Alice in Dairyland. We'll be right back. Sweet, it was just like sugar. You better watch out for the eggplant that ate Chicago. For he may eat your city soon. Cooley Region Cooks. Do whack it do. You gotta you gotta watch out. You gotta have some fun in the kitchen. Julia Nunez, who is Alice in Dairyland, our guest for Cooley Region Cooks. And if I'm lucky, I'll get her to come back in December. So. We'll do some Christmas cookie mm-hmm. dairy stuff. Maybe some Christmas. cranberries or something. Oh, yeah, cranberries. I was going to actually make it today, this cranberry Christmas cake. Oh, great, thanks. But I I need to wait till cranberries are in season. Oh, so well, there's I got, that. I got yeah. a few weeks to go. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure and come back. If you're bored someday and you have more, way more cranberry extravaganza than you know what to do with, call me and I'll squeeze you in on a Cooley Region Cooks before December. Sounds good. Just saying. Just, you know. <laughs> 
People in radio will eat the ingredients separately before you even put it all together because they love good food. They don't all want to cook, but they all want to eat, you know, mm-hmm. like Chicken Little. Nobody wants to help make the bread, but boy, oh boy, will I help you eat the bread. <laughs> That's for sure. Too bad. So what else have you been cooking? That dip, by the way, is really good. Super simple and, uh, and really tasty. And you know what's nice about it? Depending on your family, because you know who you're going to serve, you can adjust, you can twist that recipe real easier. Make it a little spicier, mix mm-hmm. up the cheese, mix up the you know, the, the mayonnaise, and uh, the recipe that my dad gave me had just a pfft, amount of horseradish in it. So Add way in the back spice. of your, you couldn't really tell it was horseradish, but wow, is that, uh, what kind of cheese is that? I got a little bite there. Now that's a little bit of horseradish. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same sort of thing. Black beans, we talked mm-hmm. about those kinds of twists. Very easy to kind of make it your own Absolutely. or add in your own special And you should. I, my dad was all about that because, uh, you know, people would say, yeah, I don't really like garlic. Well, then don't put garlic in there. Mm-hmm. However, when you taste this recipe and you say, well, I don't know, it wasn't that good. I don't know why everybody's all wicky-wacky about it. wasn't that good. Did you make the recipe exactly like uh, my dad gave it to you? Oh, no, no, I don't like garlic. So you left the garlic out. Oh, yeah, 100%, no garlic. Well, then you can't say I don't like your dad's recipe because you didn't make it. Mm-hmm. You got to make it exactly the way he did it and then make it your own with more garlic, no garlic, whatever it is. You got to switch it up. That's what's having fun in the kitchen is all about, mm-hmm. right? How much time do you spend in the kitchen these days when you're out and about? Do you get to go home and spend any time in your own kitchen uh, making stuff fooling around every so often but not as much not as any, i no hardly. i'm i'm not home often yeah um but sometimes so i'm so i'm from Chippewa falls but right now i'm living down here in or down in madison okay um just east of madison and i'm living with some family members so, oh, cool. so that makes it nice so last night what did we have we had sweet corn and steak and potatoes and salad awesome so i do get to cook sometimes but i don't really get to like spend a lot of time it's more like faster meals well and i was just going to ask how are you not a giant balloon (laughs) if what you're required to do is eat on the road i eat on the road a lot i try to i try not to stop at like bunch of fast food places panera bread is actually my second home panera really? bread, if you're listening please sponsor me <laughs> um, <laughs> but i love Panera bread and it's a good place to like stop and get some work done on my computer oh, sure have a salad they actually have these caffeinated lemonades that are very oh. dangerous <laughs> i've not had a caffeinated lemonade but i've eaten their sandwiches and their soups mm-hmm. are really good panera in case you're listening yeah julia nunez alice in Dairyland. she would love <laughs> You to be a part of her program since she's <laughs> already spending a lot of money in your store. You should yeah. sponsor her back. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. And then when I get home, I love to make food at home. Or one of my, I'm a procrastinator baker. Um, a lot of my friends from college know that very well. Yeah. Um, they would come back and they'd be like, "Oh, I got to study for a test." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, me too." But first, I'm gonna make an apple pie, or or like apple cobbler. That was usually a staple. Apple cobbler. Apple cobbler. Mm-hmm. Are you good at it? Did everybody crave your apple yes. cobbler? Yes. People were always like, "Oh, thank you," and I'm like, "You're welcome." And then I would just be so happy that everyone was full of dessert that I wouldn't even bother studying for my test, which I do not recommend. Do not live the do way that recommend. I live my so life. So you don't get sh- if you take a piece of cobbler to your professor. 
That doesn't really count for I never tried that, a bump but on a grade. too bad I'm done with school now. Otherwise, yeah. I'd test that theory. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you graduated anyway, even without schmoozing your professor. Yes. Apple cobbler. You have a, tr- a trick, I'm sure, since you've made it Ooh. all the time, you know the recipe. Is there a trick to your apple cobbler that somebody else may not do? So we, my family, we make apple cobbler, which I don't know. People make apple crisp with, like, oatmeal. I don't put any mm. oatmeal on the top. Okay. I, it's just, like, apples with a little bit of cinnamon. And then on the top is just a mixture of butterflower sugar. And you make it so it's, like, crumbly. And apples and butterflower sugar crumbled and, on top. And a little bit of cinnamon. And bake? Bake it. That's it? Yep. Nothing else? Yep. No cream? No no nope. juice? No nothing else? Nope. Really? Yep. <laughs> wow. So that's so y- it. Yeah, I'll bet it's delicious. And that's I'm just super surprised it. that, it, once again, your family is re- deeply into simple. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to write the recipe down. Do you have a cook? Do you have a recipe? No. Why? Because there's only four ingredients. Pretty yeah. easy. You throw it, it together and it's done. It is pretty wow. easy. One of my favorites, grew, I, growing up, we grew up you know, on the farm, and one of my favorite questions that my dad probably still hates to hear is, <laughs> hey, can I go in early and make breakfast? And I would always try to get in early from chores because right away in the morning we were really busy and then it was kind of hurry up and wait. Sure. And I would always say, oh, can I go inside and how how's pancakes sound today, Dad? And it was always like, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty good. And I I, met, I think I memorized the recipe for pancakes at like seven. And why were you in a hurry to get in the kitchen to be able to make breakfast? Well, because it was more fun to be inside because then you could oh. watch TV while you're making breakfast. Oh, and... okay. So it wasn't about the fact that your dad would make breakfast and it was a piece of toast and, 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 uh, a, and a slab of peanut butter on it. It was so you more, wanted real food. I got to go inside because it was ah, 20 degrees. It was, out, I was, I was just going to say because it's cold and muddy and you wanted to be inside with your hands washed. Mm-hmm. Watching cartoons while you're cooking breakfast. Making pancakes. Making pancakes. That's great. <laughs> uh, favorite kind of pancake? Uh, we just made buttermilk pancakes. Really? With lots of butter. Never put stuff in them? I don't, I just like straight just up. plain old straight fresh, up? Fresh, fluffy buttermilk pancake with enough butter so you get that little bit of salt and um, syrup. When you're at the Pancake Hall of Fame and they have the top five pancake recipes on the planet, and the sixth favorite pancake is buttermilk pancakes. Which one are you going to, are you going to take that one or are you going to take one of the five that has stuff in them? I might try them, but I, yeah. I do like my you mom's just like pancakes. Plain, well, and real, real syrup. God, mm-hmm. don't tell me you're an Aunt Jemima person. We, I grew up with not real syrup, which is bad because Wisconsin's fourth in the nation for yeah. maple syrup production. So, but Has I, your tongue graduated from? Yes. Has it okay? I've been... I've I have graduated. Have you ever heard of Able Skeevers? Ave, you know, I would say yes, but if you then said what are they or what is <laughs> it? Because it's such a weird word, Able Skeever. Able Skeever. Yeah. It is a Danish pancake ball and we make those at oh. my, my house and okay. you use a stick to flip them. So those are a specialty at our house. So if you ever are at the Nunes house and you get to have Abel Skeevers, you're very special. We have those on special occasions. They're they're about um, a little bit like a little bit smaller than a tennis ball, maybe like a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Um, and we always kind of have a contest to see who can eat the most of them. Right. We open them up and put butter and powdered sugar, and sometimes we'll put jam in them. And 
Yeah. So, mm-hmm. see, you're putting stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Your pancake ball has yes. stuff in it, but your flat pancakes, no, just buttermilk and butter. I mean, a I'll, I'll have a chocolate chip or a blueberry pancake, but and sometimes we'll try different kind of pancakes, banana pancakes. So, All yeah. Right. Just, but you're willing to try. Oh yes. Because I, I have family that are would just you know I just I'll just have the buttermilk pancakes. Man, I got these. Fresh blueberries. I just got it. They were just picked yesterday. Some of them still have dirt on them. They're so fresh. No, no, no thanks. Never, never mind. I'll try anything yeah. once. I like strawberries I love and whipped you. cream. Uh, yeah. You just said that. Say, I'll try anything once. I'll try anything once. Good for you. And if I don't like it and a year later, I guess I'll try it again. Try it again. Well, that's, you know what? And I, I did that with my, uh, with my children. And I suppose every parent does that with their kids because when their kids are young, they don't like anything. I just like these three things. And I'll have chicken nuggets or a hot dog or cereal every day forever and never anything else. I don't want steak. I don't want salad. I don't want any. What is that? Oh, that's an apple skeever. I don't like them. <laughs> Buddy, you've never had one before. Yeah, it's, it's a round pancake. I don't like round pancakes. <laughs> Buddy, there's blue blueberries in it. I don't like uh, blueberries. Yeah, you know, I grew up whoa. very picky. Very picky. Did you? I didn't like cooked vegetables. I didn't like biscuits and gravy. I didn't like potatoes. Really? And then I started dating this boy, and he was, like, big into gardening. And he was like, we're going to make stir fry. I was like, oh, yeah, I like stir fry. He didn't put any chicken in it, so I had to eat all these vegetables. Oh. But I love, <laughs> now I love cooked vegetables. I love playing That's with them. So funny. Putting them in different recipes. Did so. you guys ever have... No thank you bites at the table? No thank you bites. No thank you bites. No. Because my parents, my mother was famous with, does it say short order cook (laughs) on my forehead up here? Mr. I'm not eating this. Make me something else for dinner. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't say short order cook. That's right, Michael. This is what's for dinner. And if you don't want it, that's okay. Peanut butter. My mom would make peanut butter and jelly. My dad would make only peanut butter. Ooh. It was, it was quote, a punishment, because they didn't want to send us to bed with no food, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to send us to bed with anything yummy. <laughs> so no toasted peanut butter and jelly, just peanut butter on bread, like inmates mm-hmm. in jail. My mom That's all you get. My mom always knew the the way to get me to eat my food, and it was, well, you need to try everything at least once if you don't like it, but if you don't eat all your green beans, you don't get any dessert. Right. Oh, yeah. Fam- absolutely. Well, the no thank you bites in our house were you got to have two bites mm-hmm. and taste it. You taste it. You knock it around. You swallow it. You don't like it. Okay. Eat a bunch of other food and then try it one more time. Stir it up. Make sure you don't just because I've seen people have the minuscule, teeny, tiniest little bite. Mm-hmm. You can't even taste what, you know, you got to have a regular bite, a <laughs> forkful. Now put it in your mouth. And don't even give me this, I'm going to gag and throw up baloney, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> have a bite. And if you don't like it, fine. You'd never have to eat it again till later. And then, like you said, a couple of years later, we'll try, try it, it again. again. Try it again. Because mm-hmm. my kids were famous about no salad on my burger, Dad. No salad? Yeah, no lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, nothing. I want a cheeseburger and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And not even ketchup on the burger. A little pile of ketchup next to the burger, and I'll dip my burger and the ketchup, how much ketchup I want on my burger. That's how picky they were. And now, if there was no burger in there at all, they'd eat a giant bacon, lettuce, and tomato with mostly lettuce and tomato sandwich. And if there's bacon, great. You know, that 
their tastes change so dramatically as they get a little older. Mm -hmm. I just wondered in a you know in a farm family whether how that changes because I worked enslaved all day all year to grow this food. How dare you tell me that you don't like it when I know you've never even tasted it? Mm -hmm. And we had we had a little garden, but we didn't have a big a big garden. And I mean, we never had a problem eating. Um, Milk or yogurt or cheese. Yeah, dairy stuff. That was always some right at the top of our list. Anything that came from milk, Mm -hmm. as far as I was concerned, even milk was awesome. mm -hmm. But we always had to try it. We always did. And luckily, I grew into liking most of it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) One of my sisters, who to this day doesn't cook, uh, she owns a marketing company. A couple of her big clients are restaurateurs. So she'd bring home food from the restaurant. Uh, which was her version of fast food because I didn't have to cook it, but not Culver's kind of, you know, they would go to, a re- she, her clients were three and four diamond restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so she would go there and order dinner and bring it home. And she and her son, who was only this big, uh, would have lobster, lobster bisque for dinner, <laughs> which was awesome when you're only this big. Mm-hmm. But when you start to grow, when you're 10 and you realize that, uh, he doesn't want a bowl of cereal for breakfast. He wants uh, eggs Benedict with oh, homemade, you know, with homemade sauce. And because that's what I brought him for breakfast, lunch, and dinner when I went to the restaurant. <laughs> so he grew up eating all this five diamond food. food and didn't want to have any of the regular food. So it can work to your your uh, benefit or your disadvantage, depending on whether you're whether your son has a hollow leg or not. Not an issue for you yet. Just keep that in mind. Yes. Have you tried Limburger cheese? I have. I just tried it for the first time at the Wisconsin State Fair. Yeah. The um, Chalet Cheese Company is yeah. in based in, down in Monroe, and they were there. And we, I went over to take a picture with them, and they held it up, and they said, Alice is going to eat it right now. And I, I looked at them. I was like, oh. oh and they're like, have you tried Limburger? I said, no. And they said, well, you're going to try it right now. Ooh, I was not. I was, you didn't like it? No. No? <laughs> I'll be completely. I was just a very, very strong, kind of hit you in the back of the throat yep. kind of flavor. Yep. And I don't know if I wasn't ready. And then it just like came up through my sinus cavity. And I was just like. Ooh, I'm like, I need a breath mint. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, there's no question about that. Everybody at your table's got to have Limburger or Ooh. you're the one that's going to stand out. Do you mm-hmm. like blue cheese? No. Okay, well, that's why you don't yes. like Limburger. I don't like blue cheese. You don't like I don't really like strong cheese. Gorgonzola, if that's the one that's yeah. very similar yep, to Yep, it's just light blue cheese. Yeah. yeah. No, like that. not a big fan of that. Well, that explains it. It does. <laughs> and now your, your goal will be to try and figure out a way to get blue cheese in a recipe that you'll eat, that you'll love, and then someone can say, ha, blue cheese. Ooh, someone put it in a burger once, and I said, I don't think this is, nope. I said, is there blue cheese in this? She said, yes. I was like, please don't do that again. <laughs> really? Still, yeah. Even as a I full-grown could, adult with mm-hmm. a regular tongue, you still don't like blue cheese. There's still some things I don't like. Okay. But, yeah. My list is where smaller and smaller things I don't like. Uh, cheese is not one of them. <laughs> I have not tasted a cheese that I didn't like. I like most of them. I do, too. I like them all. I have favorites. This one I like less than other ones, but uh, but I like them all. <laughs> I'm sure I, tell, I laugh about that. I'm confident that God invented cows because of me. 
mm-hmm. and f- my family members because everything, everything about a cow, I love mm-hmm. from what they're making to what they're gonna, what I'm gonna wear later. You know, whatever it is, I love cows. Thank you very much, God, for making <laughs> cows. All right, a little business. We'll be right back. So we've got a very short list of foods we don't like. Julia and I would not have a problem cooking in the kitchen. However, I would do the same thing with you that I did with my kids when they were growing up. I don't like that, Dad. Okay, okay. Put it in the blender, make it disappear, put it in with other stuff, serve spaghetti sauce that's got spinach or, you know, whatever it was I was trying to hide. Uh, In the spaghetti sauce... Is, how's the spaghetti? It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. All right. I did it. <laughs> and later on, they figured out, hey, Dad, yeah, how come spaghetti yesterday was this color and the spaghetti today is this different color? What's in this spaghetti sauce that wasn't in yesterday's? They figured it out. Mm-hmm. Hiding stuff in there. So they figured it out. But at least they were older. Hey, you, you liked it yesterday, so I know you're going to like it today. No, I'm not. I, well, I do like it, but I'm not eating it now because you fooled me into eating it yesterday. <laughs> Different story now. Now they're big. What is? Do you have a go-to when you get done with a hard day on your feet at the state fair or just running around like you're doing these days after the state fair? What is your go-to comfort food? Well, every day when I get home, I usually have a big glass of milk. Okay. And I'm being completely honest. I'm no, not no. just saying that. Me too. So far, you're not completely out of the ordinary at all. Mm-hmm. But is there a thing, if you're, you know, you're, I, and I know you've been this way. God, I'm so, I'm hungry, but I'm so tired. I don't really want to make dinner because I don't want to eat it. I think I'll just have mm. a thing, you know, just a little bit of something to take the edge off my hungerness. Sometimes I'll just cut up some cheese, like make myself a tiny little cheese board. Cut oh. up some cheese with some apples and, like, some meat. A little charcuterie. A little snack. Yeah, yeah. and I do that for fun. Well, good so. for you. That's because your parents grew you up correctly. My dad, on the other hand, would wait till my mom went to bed, pretend he's asleep on the couch. He would just dot, nod his head down, close his eyes. Then every once in a while, he'd poke his eye open to see if mom went to bed. Is mom, mom, mom in bed yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? Well, because. Are you guys still hungry? Yeah. All right, I'll be right back. He'd disappear into the kitchen and come back with ice cream extravaganza for us because it wasn't just a bowl of ice cream with a scoop or a bowl with a scoop of ice cream, and that's all. That was three scoops, different kind of ice cream, chocolate sauce, butterscotch that he made himself right then, sprinkles and all kinds of stuff. Hey, you guys want some ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we got we figured it out. Anytime Dad was pretending to be asleep, we were going to have some super sweet, delicious treat. As soon as Mom went to bed. We found out many years later, mom knew that's what was going mm. on. Well, she's probably buying the ice cream. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. She's going to the grocery <laughs> store. That's for sure. Hey, uh, can we do this again in December, you think? Yeah, we totally can. And if people want to keep up to date with my adventures, go on Facebook, search Alice in Dairyland, and they'll be able to stay tuned with all that I'm up to. Alice in Dairyland on Facebook. Otherwise, you'll find her at her family farm not eating <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> Just had to put that in there. She still doesn't like tomatoes. Bottle of ketchup, you betcha. Slice of tomato, not some. It's 11 o'clock.